Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and I just got off the call with Carl Durrell and Jarek Broussard and Carson Wells. Um, they had a lot to say. I think, what, Carl started probably like 40 minutes ago, and now we're finally starting this, so... There you go. Um, there's a lot to get to, some really good stuff. Um, let's just say the best of it. The best of it is Carl Durrell said that he hasn't seen Jarek Broussard in a brace since the end of the season. And he made a joke about like how uh, everybody was kind of just like making fun of him for his brace. And like maybe as soon as the season was over, he was just like, okay, I can take this off. Um, he also compared it to Linus in his blanket. Uh, before um, talking about how we're all too young for that reference. And um, so that is going on. Jarek not wearing the knee brace, but even better than that is that Carl says he looks faster. You know, you remember last season uh, when I think it was after three or four games of watching Jarek do what he did. Carl said like, yeah, when he takes that brace off I, th I think he's going to be even faster well it turns out after talking to Carl Durrell today and also Jarek Broussard who confirmed himself he looks faster he feels faster his, his cuts feel smoother and remember this man was fourth in the country in rushing yards per game last year so that's some good news um a whole bunch of other good stuff to talk about um a, a couple little details on the quarterbacks uh some good stuff defensively um, an update on Nate, uh, and uh, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. But first, a couple of words about the Colorado XOs. Um, if you guys don't watch rugby, then you're missing out because rugby is really fun. It's like football, except like, I don't know, fewer rules, more tackling, less pads. You know, it, it's good stuff. And the Colorado XOs are a rugby team based in Glendale, Colorado. Um, they, they train at the Rugby Town National Training Center, Center at Infinity Park in Glendale, and that's also the home of the U.S. men's and women's national teams. The goal for the Colorado Raptors is to take athletes from other sports, teach them how to play rugby, get them on the national team. It's cool stuff. Uh, you can follow along with DMVR Rugby on Twitter, uh, the, the DMVR Rugby podcast, and at thedmvr.com. All right. Um, let's just jump in at the top I took so here's the thing is that my notes are too detailed and this happens sometimes 
you know, you're, you're just kind of like mindlessly typing while you're watching, listening. And then you realize like, oh, wow, I caught like almost every word of that answer. So there may be some pauses today as I try to get through this mess that I just made. It's better than not having enough notes, I guess. We'll, we'll take it. Um, but from the top, so we heard from Carl first. Um, and we don't need to get into his hat. He was really excited about it. Um, probably didn't even need to put it in the notes. But that's what I'm talking about. They're detailed. He had this camo hat that he was really excited about. Said he was getting compliments from uh, the players all day. Uh, just, just good stuff from Carl. Um, from there, though, got into football. Said that he did see progress from day one to day two and that he's really happy with how they set up their spring schedule. Remember, they have practices Monday, Wednesday, Friday nights. Starting next week, the Fridays are scrimmages, and that goes on for about a month. Today was the second practice, as I mentioned, and throughout all of this spring, obviously, they're, they're doing one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off, one day on, and then a weekend. Carl says that the, the meetings on the days in between, or at least between the first practice and the second practice went really well and it makes it easy to to work on something on the field take it straight back to the meeting room try something else on the field take it to the meeting room um overall very very positive day for carl durrell um like again some there, there's a chance that like carl durrell is just like somebody who has mood swings you never really know that i guess if we were out there at practice every day then maybe um we'd have a better idea um so so there is the possibility that's that it does seem like though there are days where there's good practices there are days where there's bad practices and when you talk to the football coach right after a good practice it's a very different experience from a bad practice um so feels like things are going very well this spring from just how he's talking about um everything on top of what he had to say about for himself um he said that so far in practice, there's been really good competition. You remember, they aren't wearing pads yet. Um, so, like he said, you can't get much of a read on the run game. But even in the run game, he said, like, we like the attitude we see. We like the temperament of the players. Um, and, and it's not just for people who play the run game, but for everybody. Um, it's just in the run game, that's where that stuff matters. Um, he did say, also, the guys in the secondary were making some plays on the ball today. Um that's what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear, that, that that's an explosive group. That should be a talent of this team. You know, there's there's one piece missing, um, Darian Rakestraw, the free safety. He actually played more snaps on Colorado's defense than anybody else on the, the rest of the defense last season. Um, he moved along. He was a senior. Um, so there is one starting spot open. And again, you're not worried about the secondary. Good to hear that they were making plays. Um let's see he was asked about the linebackers um and basically what carl had to say was that the inside linebackers we feel really good about them it should be a good group for the team uh, he said that robert barnes really helps um but then he talked about some of the other guys and this is maybe our first real update on this position battle, the, the, the job that's open next to Nate Landman at inside linebacker. And what Carl had to say was that he felt like there were guys who didn't play much last year who had the ability to be impactful players if they could have gotten them reps and gotten them ready to be on the field. But because it was the, the shortened, or shortened fall camp, no spring camp, all that, 
it just didn't work out. He said, this spring, I've noticed them. Um, talking about guys like Marvin Ham, Quinn Perry, uh, that group. Um, he mentioned that Alvin Williams, who moved from outside linebacker to inside linebacker, has looked good. Uh, he said he has speed, burst, looks natural. Um, again, no pads, and that's kind of a big part of the linebacker position. Still, though, good, good to hear more positivity about a spot where maybe there were some questions coming into this uh, camp, I guess, not this season. Um, he was asked if he's still learning about his team. You know, I think that that's kind of a... It, it's it's an interesting question, and I think because we'd heard Chris Wilson kind of talk about, you know, I've said a few times now, he said that he really has three jobs as defensive coordinator. One of those jobs is to be able to evaluate his own players and figure out what their strengths and weaknesses are so that he can put them in good positions. You know, it's easy to say we want to put players in positions to make plays. Yeah, well... Do you know what plays they're capable of making? And since that was kind of a big theme with Chris Wilson when we talked to him before camp started, not surprised to hear Carl Durrell's answer. Um, he said, yeah, you know, we're learning just a little bit about a lot of guys every day. Um, and we're putting an emphasis on trying to learn about them. Um, then he kind of got onto some some different topics. He said that it, it's they feel like they're or they're trying to get better than they were last fall. Um, it's nice not to be in a rush like last fall. He said that things do feel different now. The team is confident because of the success that they had. Um, he says that he's very excited about how wholeheartedly uh, the, the team bought into the new systems on both sides of the ball. Uh, he also said uh, the new guys... And what he said was the new guys like Barnes and Shroud, they've been nice and said they are upgrades to where we were a year ago. So, um, that I don't think that that's a straight up like Shroud is the best quarterback. So don't take it as that. What it means is compared to where they were last year before the season, before they know what Sam Neuer is, before Brendan Lewis does get the uh, the the reps in the Alamo Bowl, um, which, according to Carl Durrell on Monday, have made him a completely different player. Um, so, again, it's nice to hear that there are clear, or in his words, they are upgrades to where we were a year ago, um, especially with Barnes, especially because there were questions about that other linebacker position. Um I don't think that, I mean, obviously, that Carl said so many other things that would indicate that, no, JT Shroud is not just, like, a much better quarterback. They, he is not just an upgrade over the other quarterbacks. Um, so they don't want that to get spun that way. Uh, it is a good little note to put next to JT Shroud, though, is that Carl Durrell, today, impressed. Um, let's see. Uh, asked about the tackles, and this is what I wanted to ask, too. Um as here's what Carl had to say. So he, you guys probably know this, but uh, of the five starting offensive linemen, four will be back this season. The only one that won't be back is the left tackle, William Sherman, who is headed to the NFL. Um, that opens the left tackle job. We on this podcast have kind of assumed that Frank Phillip would go from right tackle to left tackle. Uh, Adam Munster-Tiger actually asked, is that what's happening? Um and you know what's going on there basically uh and what carl had to say was as soon as frank phillip knew that will sherman was leaving he wanted that spot 
Um, he's practicing there now. He's doing really well. He's excited. He loves to challenge. Um, he's confident because of what he did on the field last season at right tackle. So that's good stuff. Sounds like Frank Phillip is the favorite. I think, and I think that's probably pretty, I mean, honestly, really fair to say, um, to be the starter at left tackle. But, uh, Carl also brought up um, Jake Wiley is playing some tackle, um, mentioned some guys with injuries, um, and that really, because so many guys are recovering from surgeries, and because Jake Ray, who was a freshman last year, uh, retired because of injuries, uh, that they're really shallow. They are not deep at all, and it seems like, you know, they said, like, they're bringing guys in over the summer. And so they'll have like a boost then. But as of right now, they have 10 healthy bodies, which is the the bare minimum to get through a football practice. That way you have like two lines. You have one who can go with the starters, one who can go with the rest. And, you know, you don't want to be asking guys to play constantly. Um, on the interior, uh, again, still thin. Uh, Casey Roddick is working his way back. Um, Chance Lytle, you remember, broke his leg. Uh, he is now out of his boot. He got out of his boot this week. Um, and according to Carl, he was doing some squats in the weight room this week. But it is going to be sometime this summer before he gets back, but he could absolutely factor into this com uh, competition as well. Another quick note on Chance is that um, when it was looking for, or when Colorado was looking like they could make a run, um, there was a chance that uh, Chance was going to sing the anthem in one of those games. Like they were trying to make that happen because they need people to sing the anthem. So, um, point is that would have been really cool, I guess. Um, what else do we know? Uh, we've talked a little bit about the center position. Um, just because there's some depth there, sounds like Carson Lee is working as the backup center right now with Josh Gines going to guard, which is interesting. Uh, Kari Cooch, who's played some center, he's back at left guard. Um, Kanan is playing uh, mostly guard, a little bit of tackle, but right now especially guard considering just the, the lack of options that they have, really. Um, and Carl did say, again, like I said, he was in a positive mood. Um, a little silver lining. He said that it's really nice to be able to see the walk-ons get these opportunities to play. Because usually they just do not get opportunities. And if players are healthy, that would be true right now as well. And as much as you'd like to have, you know, Chance Lytle, Colby Purcell, all those guys around, you don't. And now you get some guys who really, really, really really want to play football and don't get a chance to play off and who now get to play football. Uh, Carl was pretty fired up about that. Um, let's see, jumping back in my notes here. Where was the offensive? Okay, there we go. Um, one of the questions was, is this Sam Neuer's job to lose? That was uh, an interesting question. And it got an interesting answer. Uh, Carl, like, kind of talked about a bunch of the guys a lot and what Sam did last year, but then eventually circled back and just said, you know what, to answer your question, is it his job to lose? The quote was, I guess you could say so. Um, and then he talked a little bit more and basically said, you know, somebody needs to beat him out. And so there you go. I don't think Carl's really looking at it as, like, is somebody going to pass Sam? But technically, I guess, you, you know, uh, 
So there you go. Throughout that answer, though, Carl said some other things. Like I said, he talked about how great of a job Sam did last year, pointed out that he did it through injury, pointed out that not only was he successful, but he helped his team win. Um, and a lot of players, a lot of coaches in the program really, really, really respect him. Um, according to Carl, sounds like he's going to be healthy late or healthy late spring or early summer. Uh, he says he's ahead of schedule. And he's planning on doing some light throwing. And Carl said, I think in May. So that's when that timeline is going to start up. But if you're doing light throwing in May, participating in fall camp in August, August 1st probably, it's usually right around then. I don't think that's asking all that much. I mean, it's what you expect. I'm, I don't know. Um Carl said, you know, it's, it's good to get reps for everybody. The spring is all about building depth. Um, you, it's the fall where you're really trying to like, okay, buckle down. Time to put this football game, football team in shape. Um, but this is where, you know, you, you want to make sure your fourth stringer is doing well. Your third stringers are doing well. Um, also said, you know, we'll get a depth chart after the spring. I would expect a lot of oars on that depth chart if – well, I guess I was going to say if I were you, but I guess I should probably just do that myself. Um, one more thing. Oh, two more things, I guess. Um, first one from Carl is what he had to say about Gerald Kristen Lichtenhan. Now, you may not know who... I don't even think it's... It's not Gerald. It's Gerard Kristen Lichtenhan. It's just that my iPad auto-corrected. Let me double-check that. Yes, I double-checked. I was right. Autocorrect got me. Um, while you may not know Gerard Christian Lichtenhan at this point, Carl Durrell Carl Durrell said that he is going to surprise a lot of people in two to three years. He is a tackle prospect, um, and what makes him so notable is that he's listed on Colorado's depth chart as six foot ten. That's a big guy, um, and. Again, Carl said he's going to surprise a lot of people in two or three years. Carl actually said, I'm fired up to watch him play. Uh, talked about his athleticism, talked about his length. Not surprising that the length is what stands out about the man who's 6'10". Uh, but there's uh, there's something to, to keep in mind for the next couple of years. Um, one more thing. Carl, on his way out, got uh, was, was asked about like the mask situation um, and all that kind of stuff. Basically said, like, you know... I don't get people who recognize me when I go out like because of the mask. You know, he says like he doesn't wear like a CU mask around. It's usually just like a blue mask. And he said that he actually kind of likes it. He just gets to like walk around the grocery store like a normal guy. Um, I don't know. Interesting point. Um, we've got more to talk to. Uh, Carson Wells, I asked him about the, the new terminology. I talked to him about uh, the, the kind of change in the system. Uh, we've got stuff from Jarek Broussard. This is actually the first time we talked to him since he won all the awards at the end of the year, especially the like Mayo Clinic National Comeback Player of the Year Award. Uh, he, again, talked about feeling faster. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in here. I forgot. It's actually kind of crazy. and Maybe we should have saved this part for after break, but to to watch Jarek or to talk to Jarek on Zoom calls now versus like after that first game when he you know 
didn't had never got really talked to the media before. He was always hurt. There are always four running backs in front of him on the depth chart. I mean, I'm sure he got interviewed once or twice, but I mean, not with a bunch of guys all throwing questions at you. And so it's just crazy to see him go from what he was, you know, right before the season during those, those first couple weeks of the season to what he is now. And just like the, the confidence that he has and, I don't know. It's just it's just a, a cool thing to see that transformation. And he actually said that he is feeling more confident uh, in the meeting room as well. And we'll talk about that as well. First, um, a break. And to start this break off, I want to remind you guys that if you listen to this podcast, you're only getting like half of what I offer. Um, if you go to thednvr.com, you can read all of our written content on the buffs, on the Broncos, on the draft, on all sorts of different stuff. Um, so definitely check that out. And if you become a DMVR member, not only do you get that, you also get you know a big beer for the size of a small beer at the DMVR bar. You get uh, weekly discounts from the DMVR locker. Uh, you get access to the members only discord, uh, just a whole bunch of really cool stuff. Um, and the offer right now, if you buy a, an annual DMVR membership, not only do you receive a free short shirt of your choice from the DMVR locker, but you'll also get a recover holistic stick from holistic wellness. What's that, you ask? Holistic Wellness is all about the CBD. The stick we'll send you packs 10 milligrams of CBD, and this one is focused on recovery. All you do is pop the top of the stick, pour it in any drink, stir, and consume. They are amazing and so easy to use. No mess. Grab the stick, pop the top, and stir. Check out the reviews at holisticwellness.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com. And better yet, they're offering our listeners 30% off their first purchase using the code DMVR30. Again, you can get that annual membership uh, with the free DMVR shirt, free holistic stick, and with a coupon inside from Holistic Wellness. Um, It's a banger of the deal. Again, DMVR30 to uh, get 30% off at holisticwellness.com. That's holistic with a K though. Um, okay. Real quick, Breckenridge Brewery. So many good beers. The the Avalanche, the Strawberry Sky. I guess I, I've been kind of like sticking to the classics recently. I could go for like a mountain beach right now. I feel like that'd be a good one. Just like something kind of sour. That'd be a good time. You really can't go wrong. Um, the seltzers are so good, they're brand new and I've only heard positive reviews and I talk to just about everybody. So if I've only heard positive reviews, I feel like, you know, I don't know. At least you should trust me. I I do spend a lot of time at the bar. Um, So much good stuff. If you guys want to check anything in particular out from Breckenridge Brewery, uh, you can go to the Breckenridge Brewery website, go to that beer locator, and it'll tell you exactly where you can pick up whatever it is that you want to try. And seriously, you just cannot go wrong. Um, So make sure that you don't miss out. And one more, real quick, Gabby Insurance. When it comes to car and home insurance, don't we deserve better? I know I do. Lots of members and staff at DMVR put their policy to the test and turned to Gabby. And what they did, or and when they did, Gabby saved them hundreds of dollars. Gabby literally stands for Get a Better Insurance. G A B I. Um, getting better insurance with Gabby means getting a better price for the same insurance coverage. It's so simple. All they do is take your insurance policy 
basically send it out to 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, Travelers, and then they all send their quotes back for that exact same insurance policy. So nothing changes in terms of what happens with your insurance. The only thing that changes is how much you're charged for it. Um, it's it's an awesome tool and you really should check it out because again, you're, you're going to get the exact same insurance regardless. The only thing that can change is how much you pay for it. And it can only go down. So there's just no reason not to check it out. Um, Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. And Gabby's never going to sell your info. You're not going to get any spam or robocalls or anything from any insurance companies trying to sell you anything. Uh, put your policy to the test like we did. Get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check out and there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. Again, that's G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR. Okay. Wow. Uh, back to football. Carson Wells was next. Um, he didn't get a chance to see Carl's hat, so we don't uh, have an update there. I'm not sure when he's on the schedule to talk to us again. I doubt it's going to be all that long, considering like he's the guy on that defense right now. I, I think that that's fair to say. You know, with, with Nate on the sideline, who do you look for in terms of leadership? You know, you, you have some vets back there. You know, Makai Blackman, Chris Miller. You know, Darian Rakestraw really was that guy in the secondary last year. Isaiah Lewis back for a, another senior year playing that, like, hybrid position. You know, they put him in a bunch of different spots. He's, he's the guy who fills in for anybody for whatever reason. Maybe you looked at him because of the seniority. Um, defensive line guys I'd be curious about. You know, Terrence Lang, you you would hope. Um, I don't know. You, I do think, though, especially when you look at, like, just the clout they carry because of their football abilities, Carson Wells has to lead the way right now, at least until Nate gets back. Um, so, talk to Carson. He said he, he feels good. He thinks the, the team is fresh. You know, they had a, a little bit of an extended break after the season. Carl Durrell gave them a, a more time off than you typically get. I think an, an extra week or two. Carson said that that, that helped. It feels good. Um, happy to be back. Um, he was asked about Devin Lloyd, another one of the outside linebackers who could factor in. And just so happens and shout out to justin guerrero of rivals friend of the show who asked the question because as it turns out devin lloyd had two sacks on monday carson said he hasn't had a chance to like go back and watch the tape from today obviously because we talked to him immediately after they got off the field but he said there could be more today too so uh there's there's a little tidbit from carson to keep an eye on uh, he also said that josh is going to be really really good uh said that uh jamar has been playing well jamar montgomery and uh that uh guy thomas wow i blanked on the name it's so many i guess now that devin lloyd is a name to know the 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 just overload in terms of outside linebackers but uh guy thomas is working his way back from injury um I asked him about the terminology. Again, there's a total terminology change. And what he said is, you know, it, it hasn't been that tough. Um, he says, like, really, there's only a few different ways to play defense. You know, there's cover three, there's cover four, there's man. Um, but the list isn't all that long. It's just what you call it. And because he's seen these things before, he just needs to, he says he groups them together, takes like a concept approach and just says, okay, this means this, this means this, got it. And he says that it's been a seamless transition. Love to hear it. Um, he was asked about Nate, 
uh, he Nate is actually Carson's roommate. Um, for those of you who may be new to this podcast, uh, Carson said that this whole thing has obviously been really hard for him. Uh, he talked about, you know, like sometimes we go play basketball. He wants to play. Um, he can like come with and watch, but he can't play. At least it's better than sitting at home alone. Um, it's not easy for him, obviously, but he's doing what he has to do. And he ended on this. Nate is going to be jogging on land this week or next. I, I, again, I'm not like the, the Achilles expert, but considering he tore his Achilles in late November, the fact that he's going to be jogging on land this week or next is certainly good news. Um, I also asked Carson about, um, the, the outside linebackers getting to pin their ears back more this year. That was another little thing that, um, Carl dropped on Monday saying that with, with all the changes to the defense, one of the things they want to do is let the outside linebackers pin their ears back, rush the passer, play just a little bit faster. And Carson said, um, let's see, where'd it go? Oh, it says, he said, you know, it means that we get to make more plays, that the defense is designed for us to make plays. Need a dog mindset? Just want to go out there and execute. And he said he didn't want to give much more than that away. Um, also ended on, on a fun one. Uh, at one point, Nate told all of us that Carson doesn't do the dishes. Uh, Carson shot back today saying I do my dishes. Plus I started taking out the trash too. So if you were wondering if Carson Wells is a good roommate, it sounds like at the very least he's well on his way. Um, let's jump in with Jarek now. Like I said, this is the first time that, that we talked to Jarek since the end of the season. Um, he said, <laughs> I think at one point he said, you know, the comeback player of the year award was cool and all. And, you know, he goes on to say, you know, we're just trying to get better and we want to win games and all that kind of stuff. But, but the fact that you can win a national award and say that was cool and all, no, that's, that's a, that's a, that's the mindset you want to see. Um, he also said that, you know, as we were talking about Carl, uh, he is testing out playing without a brace. And the way he talked about it was a little bit more hesitant. Like, you know, we're, we're seeing how this goes. And then when asked, like, you know, how did it go? He said, oh, it was incredible. The, the cuts are more fluid. I feel faster. I can do everything with with or without the brace that I could do with the brace. Um, he says he's not worried about the knee at all. Um, and... Based on all that, I think it'd be safe to say he's not going to be putting that brace back on. Um, knock on wood. Um, let's see. Oh, I also asked him if he was more confident this year just because he's like, you know, the, the comeback player of the year and the fourth leading national rusher and all that kind of stuff. Um, and he he said yes. You know, he said the the first few years here, you know, I was quiet. I, I just kind of listened and, you know, I, I never really talked and, you know, guys knew what I could do, but I never really, you know, but, but now though, he says, you know, he is a more vocal leader and he thinks that that is his role. It's his job to get guys in the running back room on page. Um, and, you know, it's good to hear again, like in, in the same way that, 
do you like seeing Jarrett go from what he was on his first Zoom call to what he is on this Zoom call? You know, you like seeing him go from what he was when he got to Boulder to what he was on the football field last season. And you like hearing they went from somebody who's pretty quiet to somebody who now feels like it's his responsibility to make sure that he's doing what he can to make the people around him better, all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I was already all aboard like the Jarek Broussard hype train. I guess all I can say is like, come join us. It's a lot of fun. I don't know who isn't at this point, especially who isn't and is listening to this podcast in minute 31. But um, what else did Jarek have to say? Uh, he said that, you know, he was asked about the competition. And, you know, you've got Alex there. You've got uh, a shot there. You've got a bunch of guys who are going to factor in. And he said, you know, the goal is for us to have no drop-off from one back to the next. And it seems like they're going to be just fine doing that. Um, he did say more, though. He said, you know, the group itself is very tight. Um, and that that lets them talk about, you know, like what Jarek did last year. And he said, you know, that is something we do, especially with the young guys, just say, you saw what I did last season. Sit back, be patient, you're going to get an opportunity, wait for your opportunity, and when that opportunity comes, take advantage of it. Um, and just, as you said, you know, that we hold a, each other to a high standard. You know, that it, that it takes what it takes to get on the field here, and there you go. Um, a really great approach, I think, and something that I hadn't really thought about. You know, what would I say to Ashad Clayton if I was in charge of saying, like, hey, Stick, stick it out here. We know you're not getting the touches you could get other places, but it's going to pay off. You know, that that's the pitch right there. Jarek didn't play for two and a half years, whatever it was, and then he gets on the field and does what he did. It's all about getting the opportunity, and eventually your time will come. Um, and for Rashad, he touched the ball seven times last year, scored two touchdowns. Eh, you know, maybe... Nah, we don't need to get into that. Um... He said, you know, you're not going to believe in the hype. Um, he said, you know, at one point my name wasn't even on a position preview. All that kind of stuff. Um, ended, I think, with this, which was a nice one. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head what the question was. You know, oh, I think it was, like, about the, like, defenses just committing to the run, all that kind of stuff. And basically, Jarek said this. If the whole nation is playing the run... And he paused like this, and he like stayed paused, and he stayed paused, and he started to smile, and he started to laugh, and he said, "I'm not gonna say too much." And then he said, "You know, but we can pass though." And that, and like, it makes you wonder, you know, if the whole nation is playing the run, what do you do? Is there a little flea flicker or something that they were drawing up in practice today? Is there? Uh, I don't know. Who knows? But, but what was Jarek Roussard giggling about? Because like, you don't you don't smile and laugh and say like. I don't want to give too much away when you're, what you're saying is if the defense is playing the run, we're going to throw the football. You know, that's not like high level. That's just assumed. There, there, are, there is something that was in his mind that he just brought, brought up, whether it was, you know, I don't think it'd be like a normal play action play. Is, is it something to throw back to the quarterback, something like that? I don't know. Um, a good point to end on, though. A good point to end on. You know, stop by uh, letting us think about what that could potentially have been. Um, that's going to do it for today. Those are all my notes. 
Um, we'll be back tomorrow with another podcast. I'm actually not sure what we'll talk about. Um, Dry Horn is going back to Tulsa. Maybe we'll get into some basketball stuff. Maybe I'll have some more football stuff to say. Oh, I know. I just realized. Yeah, we have a call with Rick George at 10 a.m. tomorrow. So we'll be talking about what Rick George has to say about all the financials and all that kind of stuff. And then the Buffs practice. I think their practice starts at 4 o'clock on Friday, uh, which means I'll be talking to uh, Coach Carl. I wonder if it is Carl. We might be getting into coordinators. Let me pull up this email real quick with this whole schedule and there we go um practice number three 605 p.m we're gonna be talking to carl durell dimitri stanley and isaiah lewis that's good stuff um so there's the plan for the rest of the week uh rick george tomorrow carl isaiah lewis and who did i say dimitri stanley that's right i gotta start thinking of questions um and uh yeah I'll see you guys tomorrow. I think they like my Colorado sway. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. Might not sway, I think they like my Colorado sway.
like my Colorado swag Cause when I'm in it play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad Holly get a bus with my Colorado swag My Colorado